All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. What a weekend it was in the NHL. Tyler Yaremchuk and Frank Saravalli with you for a Monday edition of Daily Faceoff Live. And Frank, we should add not just a great weekend in the NHL, but all around the sporting world as well, which means if you're using our friends at Batano, you probably had a pretty good time. Shout out to Batano 19 plus. Please play responsibly. The game starts now with Batano. Frank, did you enjoy Masters weekend? I did. I, if I wish I had like a pylon here so I could hold this up for... Uh, our guy Brooks Kepka just absolutely oof, getting waxed on Sunday at Augusta. Just ugly, so ugly about- stuff. And that's what you get. That's karma for holding up the cone for Aaron Ekblad at the Panthers game. So how about this from our pal George Richards down in Florida? He put out a story saying, hard to believe, but Aaron Ekblad was actually rooting for Brooks Kepka and said the two are cool following the infamous traffic cone incident. They even had, or Ekblad that is, even had a friendly wager on Kepka at the Masters as well. And since that taunt, seven game point streak for Aaron Ekblad, Frank. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying it. And by the way, how about the impact of Zach Ertz on John Rahm? I'm sure you saw the quotes from John Rahm and... Him saying, uh, sending a text saying, hey, that first uh, first green at Augusta, it's a cakewalk, ends up four-putting it. And since that, uh, John Rahm has been rolling. The winner at the Masters last year ended on a four-putt. The winner this year started on a four-putt. It was a great weekend of sports, and that includes in the NHL. We've wasted enough time, so let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and start with some of the results we got this weekend. And, I mean, Frank, it was pretty interesting that almost – Every team that needed a win this weekend got one, and that includes the Winnipeg Jets, who finished off the Nashville Predators with a 2 
nothing victory. And the way I want to go first with this, Frank, like this Jets team has been dragged back into things really by Connor Hellebuck, who's only allowed nine goals in his last five starts. He's gone 12 consecutive starts, allowing three goals or less. And that has the Jets back in the driver's seat in the Western Conference. Two-parter, do you like their chances of holding on, Frank? And how about Connor Hellebuck? This seems like a guy right now might be capable of stealing a series. Well, he's eminently capable of, of stealing a series. I would say, though... Um... I, I do like the Jets' chances, overwhelmingly so. Like, they've more or less got it locked up. That's how big that win against the National Predators was on Saturday. Love the schedule, by the way. Total aside, because the NHL schedule maker, Steve Hatsapetros, was getting absolutely slapped on Friday night when there were no games on the slate, but all 32 playing on Saturday. That's our music, all 32. Love to see that. So, um, yeah, that was uh, from start to finish, from 1230 Eastern on through uh, late well past midnight Eastern time on Saturday, plenty of action. And that win for the Jets, it pushed their playoff chances, depending on who you use, whether it's Money Puck or HockeyViz.com, north of 80%. And they were basically a coin flip before that, a 50-50 shot, kind of opening the door in the last few weeks with the Calgary Flames, with the Preds themselves. And the Preds had the opportunity to go in and do some damage, essentially run the table beat both teams that they're trying to chase down and work their way into the playoffs. But that was a big key for me for the Jets, a very workmanlike game on Saturday against the Preds. Take care of business. Now you put yourself in a spot where Connor Hellebuck, whoever it may be, can shut the door. And yeah, Hellebuck, you know, this is probably the second best season of his career. There was a blip for 10 games that were pretty ugly. But I never really put any of the Jets' struggles this season on Connor Hellebuck's shoulders. I viewed it more based on the way that this team plays, the way they work, and also their offense that dried up for a significant stretch of time. Yeah, and that's a good point as well. We talked last week about the impact of having Nick Ehlers back in the lineup. And you look at this list here, I mean, 37 points isn't a high amount, but he's almost a point per game this season. He's been very impactful for them, picked up an assist in the victory as well. But Connor Hellebuck is the star. And I don't know, if I was one of those top seeds in the West, I'd be looking at that Jets team and just kind of, I'd be sitting a little uneasy going, I don't know if I want to face that guy in round one of the playoffs as the Jets made a big push towards securing the final playoff spot. The Flames made a big move the other way, dropping a shootout decision to the Vancouver Canucks, a game that again almost felt like a weird microcosm of their season because they're down 2 nothing, and you're like, oh, of course, the Flames are going to blow this opportunity. And then they storm back and they tie it up and they have some great looks in overtime. Nazem Kadri getting robbed on a two-on-one. That overtime, by the way, was some of the most exciting hockey I have watched in a long time just from a chaos perspective. But then the Flames lose in a shootout. And yeah, it's kind of a cheap way to lose. The shootout sucks. But Calgary, once again, can't get the job done. Frank, listen, they mathematically have a shot. They need to win out against Nashville and San Jose. They need to have Winnipeg go one and two or worse against San Jose, Minnesota, and Colorado. Even though they have a mathematical chance, Frank, there's just, they're dead in the water. It's like a horse with a broken leg. Someone's just got to shoot him and put him out of their misery. I've been saying that for weeks, though. I, I didn't think the Flames had the goods, at least consistently enough this season to get in. And now they're in a spot where, you know, someone can finally come along, as, as you said, and hit them in the head with a shovel. Whatever metaphor you want to use from a movie, whatever it is, 
then so be it. Um, the Flames, once they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks last week, had no business getting into the playoffs. You can't go winless against the Hawks this season, the 31st place team, and think that you're going to get in. Um, and so it, it's just, you know, these last two weeks have been a microcosm of their season. Yeah. You know, there's some really impressive stretches. There's periods where they dominate play. There's a stretch of time where Jacob Markstrom looks like he's actually pretty good. And then the wheels fall off. And it's sort of peak flames, typical flames, that the flames would be in a spot where they can win the game on Saturday night and claw back and get the two points and then lose to that team in that spot that has nothing to play for. It just it doesn't make any sense. This whole season has never really made any sense for a team that's way more talented uh, than what they've put together to this point. And they're going to have to do some soul searching. A lot of questions that need to be answered in Calgary. Yeah, that is uh, that fan base as well. They're going to be wondering what's happening in the next few months if they do miss out uh, the rest of this week as well. Like I said, Winnipeg with a chance to clinch relatively quickly here as they do have a matchup coming tonight against the San Jose Sharks. That can't quite do it for them, but it again would go a long ways towards them officially locking up the third spot in or sorry the second wildcard spot in the western conference let's head out east frank where every team that needed to win this weekend did exactly that and it's been interesting to watch the way these three teams florida the islanders and the penguins have kind of gone over the last month they've all had these weird sort of peaks and valleys at different points over the last four to six weeks here it's really looked like one of these teams was down for the count and yet they pull their way back into things. And right now it's the Pittsburgh Penguins who appear to be on life support. One point back of both New York and Florida. And the important thing to remember here is that there's no way for the Panthers to overtake the tiebreaker for either of those teams. So Pittsburgh, you know, they're, they're in trouble here. What'll help them out, though, is that they play Columbus and Chicago in their final two games of the season. So it should be the easiest schedule of those three teams. What do you make of the race right now in the Eastern Conference, Frank, as all these teams are riding many win streaks right now? Do you think Pittsburgh's just a little bit too far back and that tiebreaker's just going to hurt them too much? Yeah, each time everyone wins, it's just one more day that some oxygen is choked out of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I would say, you know, I I've sort of been a believer all year long that the Penguins would find a way in based on the veteran savvy that they have. I just kind of it's hard for me to bet against Sidney Crosby, but I look at this Panthers team that's won six in a row playing their best hockey of the season. And I'm sitting here saying, who is actually the MVP of the Florida Panthers? Is it Matthew Kachuk or is it Keith Kachuk? Because the Panthers haven't lost since Keith Kachuk, Big Walt went on Toronto radio and called this Panthers team soft. Was that by design? Did someone put him up to this? How did this all go down? Either way, it's an amazing story. And then you have Matthew, who's basically lapped the rest of the Panthers team in scoring to this point, um, kind of dragging this team again, like Calgary. And I know the parallels that exist there since the trade. This team is way more talented on paper than they've played to this point this season. Could they be a dangerous team in the first round? The Florida Panthers can clinch as soon as Monday night. They need to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs and then also have the New York Islanders lose in regulation to the Washington Capitals. Two things that are both totally possible. And none of that is good news for the Penguins, like you said, who can't get to any of those tiebreakers either. So they need to win free and clear 
against one of those teams be one point ahead. Yeah, it's almost like they're two points back in this playoff race because they don't own that tiebreaker. Pittsburgh gets Chicago Tuesday, Columbus Thursday. The Islanders, you mentioned it, Frank, they are going in Washington tonight. They get to end the season on Wednesday against the Montreal Canadiens. And then for Florida, it is tonight against Toronto, Thursday against Carolina. So that interesting wrinkle of Florida being the hottest team right now, but also having the toughest final two games of the season. It's going to be fascinating. Just quickly, because I know you brought this up today with Jason Greger on the DFO rundown. If Florida gets in, Matthew Kachuk's going to be number two on a lot of Hart Trophy ballots, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I mean, he's he's certainly going to be up there on mine. I'm still kind of trying to figure out exactly what direction I go. Miko Rantanen's going to get a lot of love from me. Um, Kachuk being so far ahead of the rest of his teammates has been such a significant development. And really, he's the only guy in that trade that's lived up to expectations. Matthew Kachuk, 31 points clear of Alexander Barkov today, 108 to 77. He's got 40 goals. Carter Verhage has 41, but still a really impressive season nonetheless. I was saying before the season started that I thought Kachuk could duplicate what he did last year. And people thought I was crazy, but I think he's one of the true, whatever the number is, I had it at 17 before the season started, 17 franchise players. That's why the Panthers made the trade. Even if it meant taking a step back this season, you locked up one of the true 15, 17, 20 franchise players in the NHL. Jeremiah in the YouTube chat says Pasternak should be up there in the Hart Trophy voting as well. And we're going to touch on that in just a second with Pete Blackburn. But first, Frank, we're getting towards the end of the regular season here. And some players' filters seem to be wearing out just a little bit. We had a couple of eye-catching quotes from this weekend. And I want to start with one from Long Island and Bo Horvat. And I think we have the audio up here from Horvat post-game in New York. There's one more here at UBS Arena. How does this rank for you in playoff pushes the excitement of this building and the fans involvement over the last couple of games yeah i mean it's been unbelievable it's a lot better than vancouver i'll tell you that for free <laughs> thanks Bo. Thank you. guys <laughs> well he knows what his well i mean he's not wrong frank but my question to you fair or foul this little shot from horvat to his former team Fair. I mean, look, he was surrounded and clouded by drama all season long in Vancouver. And look, I love the Canucks fan base. I, I talk in that market a lot. Uh, Vancouver radio twice a week. I, I feel like I understand what they're feeling and thinking. But it can be a, I don't want to say dramatic, it can also be a miserable market at times in terms of no one's ever really happy, it feels like. And that's okay. Um, I'm not criticizing anyone. They're a passionate fan base and they're into, they're really one of the smartest fan bases in the league too, uh, based on the interactions that I have. And I don't think it was partly a comment on the arena, but I think really deep down, Bo Horvat's not making a jab at Canucks fans. He's making a jab at just everything being better, having a new lease on life away from the drama, away from, you know, everything that clouded this season for him. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And Horvat did kind of clarify the comment, saying something along those lines earlier today as well. The second quote I want to run past you. Uh, over the weekend, we got to see Jet Alexander for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the uh, ATO goalie. Got to play for a minute, 10 seconds, live out his NHL dream, kind of what the Oilers did with Matt Berlin earlier in the season. And uh, journeyman defenseman Chris Weidman did not like it one bit. He said, quote, they'll get what they deserve in a few weeks. Uh, fair or foul, Frank? Well, 
I'm really torn on this one because I want to say like the the cynic and snarkiness in me wants to say fair because the Leafs always lose in the first round so they will get what they deserve in a few weeks but uh for me I'm gonna say foul because essentially Chris Weidman you're telling on yourself stop whining about you know a an ATO goalie Jet Alexander going into the net late in a game because your team got its doors blown off and we're down seven to one the Toronto Maple Leafs did what most teams would do in that situation. Give the kid a crack, give the kid a lifetime memory, which certainly Jet Alexander has, and is now, you know, sort of connected to this uh, story with Chris Weidman as it becomes one. I love the sort of fire in that um, this is obviously a rivalry that runs deep between the Montreal Canadiens and Toronto Maple Leafs. No one likes to see that play out. And in an odd way, Tyler, things kind of come full circle for the Leafs. They lose to David Ayers uh, a couple years back with the Carolina Hurricanes. They win now with Jet Alexander in net. Who knows? What a weird situation. But uh, I see it from both sides, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, like I understand the frustration from Weidman, but it's, you know, you're 23 points out of a playoff spot. You just lost by a ton of goals. Maybe now is not the time to be all fiery and whatever. Maybe you should just sit there and say, ah, good story, whatever, next. Um, and it really would have been a non-story. But yeah, Chris Weidman, uh, big mad, as the kids would say, Frank. And I just love the way you phrased it. A couple days left in the season, their filters are running out. Time for a change. Yeah, hopefully we get a few more throughout uh, the rest of the week here as well. It was a record-setting Sunday in the NHL for the Boston Bruins. And to help us break it all down, let's go to our friend Pete Blackburn. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, you know, Pete Blackburn slept well last night after that Bruins victory. He's been sleeping good all year. This team just does not lose, Pete. And the way I want to go with this off the start there's been so much that's gone well for this team. What's maybe the most surprising part of this record-setting season for you? 
Uh, I mean, just the fact that it's been so consistent, like I've been waiting basically since day one for the bottom to fall out or at least like a like a major skid to kind of reset things a bit. But they've, they've been the best team in the league since day one. And, and that doesn't rarely ever happen in this league. And especially with a team that a lot of people expected to take a step back before uh, the season opener. And so uh, a lot of question marks with this team heading into the season. But from day one, they've been the most impressive and they've looks like they're going to carry it through game 82 so uh it's been a pretty easy ride like you've mentioned a lot of easy um very uh healthy sleepy nights for me in boston always good for some healthy sleepy nights uh pete a bit of a loaded question who is the boston bruins mvp we're talking about the Hart trophy and we just mentioned off the top of the show david pasternak will certainly get some consideration on Hart trophy ballots but if you were to really chop it up, I know Linus Olmark is kind of on track to play just under 50 games. I kind of have a hard time going against Olmark, even knowing how ridiculously good Pasternak has been, 56 point, 46 points, excuse me, clear of his next closest teammate. Yeah, that's kind of like where my line of thinking is, you know, even with Pasternak's crazy numbers, goaltending is the most important thing in this league and Olmark's been unbelievable. And I think that he's sort of in to an extent made things easier on Swayman too, in terms of being the one B. Uh, and so like that, that goaltending tandem has been massive for this team. And another guy that I would look like if we're rounding out a top three with Olmark Pasternak, the third guy that I would look at is uh Lindholm because Lindholm has been awesome uh in terms of what they've what they wanted him to be in that back end and just the way that Montgomery has sort of unlocked Lindholm this year has been mm -hmm. extremely impressive and you've seen him reach uh reach a tier that I don't think that we've seen him to this point in his NHL career so having like two top tier defensemen uh holding down your blue line is is pretty important for this team so in the big difference oh sorry go ahead Frank no, I was just going to say, Pete, put a stake in the ground. Who would be your pick if you had to pick one? I mean, I'll, I'll say Allmark just because goaltending is so so important okay. in this league, and he's been the best goaltender in the league. What have been, like, vibes aside, what have been the big differences between Bruce Cassidy's teams and Jim Montgomery stepping in in year one here? I mean, I think the, the biggest thing that was apparent early on is that he kind of takes the, the leash off a little bit for uh, especially guys in the back end where they're allowed to jump into the rush. They're allowed to to activate and have a little bit more freedom where I think Bruce Cassie played with uh, a bit more structure in terms of defensively. Like he wants his guy to be guys to be a little bit more conservative. You see, you know, especially like Lindholm, he, he'll go down low and, and, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that that carries through the entire lineup to pick up guys where, you know, if they do jump into the rush, if they do jump into the uh, the play down low in the offensive zone, they know their back's going to be covered because every guy in this lineup is buying in and being responsible. So that's the, been the biggest thing for me, for Monty and his system. Last one I got for you, Pete, is every other team in the Eastern Conference is looking at this Bruins squad and going, how are we going to beat them come playoff time? Is there any kind of weakness in this roster in your eyes from what you've seen from them over the last 80 games? I mean, not really. I mean, we've seen the power play go, go cold in the second half. So, like, maybe that burns them. But, like, this team is pretty complete. And there's not been a real glaring weakness to this point. And I, I think that they're only getting better as the season goes along. I mean, they reinforce at the deadline. Taylor Hall is coming back. So, like, the Bertuzzi insurance that they got now becomes – 
an extra embarrassment of riches because Hall's back in the lineup. You may get Felino back at some point. Like there's the depth is insane. Obviously, the the high end talent. Like maybe Brad Marchand has been concerning to me over the past uh, month and a half, where he's just not scoring and he looks a little bit off. But overall, I, I think that there's pretty much marks across the board. There's not many weaknesses. Pete Blackburn from Bali Sports, man. Looking forward to what you guys got going on in the playoffs over there as well. Always going to be entertaining stuff. Thanks for hopping in today. Absolutely. Always entertaining to catch up with our pal Pete. Let's get to our daily face-off inbox question. Frank, you can send them in on Twitter, hashtag AskDFO, or send them in over on the daily face-off YouTube chat, which is which is exactly what our pal Jeremiah did earlier today in the show. Hashtag ask DFO, DFO, who does he think needs Bedard the most? I would surprise you. I believe it's Philly, says Jeremiah. Frank, we have our Bedard watcher up on dailyfaceoff.com where you can see the updated odds. Right now, Columbus has the best chance at 25.5%. Uh, but what's your answer to Jeremiah's question here? Who actually needs him the most? I think it's the Chicago Blackhawks. I think the teams with the quickest turnaround would be probably Columbus, then maybe Arizona. Uh, Arizona is going to be pretty good, uh, what is, you know, especially adding someone like Cooley into the mix. Um, there's a number of different ways to answer it, but which team sort of has the least and needs the most? Right now it's Chicago, and I think – Jeremiah's answer is pretty good too. Philly, you know, outside of um, Cutter Gauthier, like the Flyers don't really have a lot coming in terms of the next generation to get them where they want to get to. So Bedard would go a long way, but the odds are pretty long too. Yeah, they are uh, right now six and a half percent chance for the team that's in the race technically and needs him the most. I'll actually say it's probably Vancouver, Frank, if we're being honest. Like, come on. That fan base probably needs something like a Bedard lottery win to hold on to, but they're probably closer to competing than a lot of the teams below, so maybe not the best answer there either. Uh, as always, send in your questions every day on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, and if you're watching there, go hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, let's move along to our Batano Daily Bets for today's show, Frank, and I got a couple eyed up, including the Winnipeg Jets. They got a big win, 2-0 over the Nashville Predators. That means they covered that puck line as well. And I like them to do that again tonight against the San Jose Sharks. Connor Hellebuck is the expected starter for Winnipeg. He's been lights out. Like I said, 12 straight games with three or less goals allowed. And the Sharks team just got blown out by the Edmonton Oilers over the weekend. So I love that. And I love this prop in the Nashville-Calgary game as well. Cody Glass is over-under for shot props. Is set at one and a half. Paying minus 128. He's hit this in four of his last five. He's been north of three shots in three of his last five. That is a very solid payout for a guy who's been hitting it very consistently. I like Cody Glass over one and a half and the Jets on the puck line for tonight's Monday night slate, courtesy of our friends at patano.ca. And that brings us to garbage time. Frank, what do you got? Well, Tyler, it's NHL awards week, which means it's time for myself and I don't know about... 199 other people that cover the NHL on a daily basis to fill out their ballots. And it starts with the Masterton Trophy. I know this award doesn't get a lot of love. Not a lot of people talk about it. It's not sort of the hard or the Norris or the Selkie, anything sexy like that. But in this case, I find this to be one of the most enjoyable uh, awards to vote on throughout the process. As president of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, this award is our baby. 
we sort of run and, and wholly operate this award, but it comes together. 32 nominees were announced earlier today uh, on the PHWA website. You'll have seen a lot of people tweeting about it as well. And we almost always every year get 30 plus different players that end up getting votes. And this award, which is for perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game, there's so many different ways to take it. Is it a player coming off of a long-term injury or an illness that they've overcome, some significant family issues, an off-ice issue, such as you know a drug abuse or dr uh, alcohol problem? Whatever it may be, there's been no shortage of interesting stories over the last number of years from Brian Boyle overcoming cancer to Bobby Ryan, you know, and his and his push to overcome uh, alcohol and the demons that he's dealt with. This year, I found it to be really difficult to choose once again. I cast my ballot early this morning and I went with Clayton Keller in the number one spot. And he's someone that with the Arizona Coyotes putting together a career year, almost uh, one year to the day after snapping his femur, March 30th, 2022, snapped it in two to overcome that type of injury and have the season that he did. Uh, Phil Kessel, he was on my ballot, hitting the NHL Ironman streak in north of a thousand consecutive games. It's a mind-blowing number. You want to talk about perseverance and dedication to the game? That's another good one. And there's all walks, all different kinds of stories. As I mentioned, the third guy on my ballot was Phoenix Copley from the Los Angeles Kings, 31-year-old journeyman goaltender, all he's done is win at the NHL level with the Los Angeles Kings, a big reason why they are going to the Stanley Cup playoffs after changing out both of their goaltenders this season. Yeah, a lot of great stories from around the NHL. John Carlson getting a nomination in Washington. Derek Ryan in Edmonton as well. I mean, go through the list. All these guys have awesome stories, which is why I always find it a little bit weird that you do need to vote on one winner. Frank, I almost wouldn't mind if they just honored all 32 and said, hey, no winner. These 32 are all going on a plaque. Y'all win the award. But that might be a little bit too uh, participation trophy-ish. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you, running my Little League? Do you want to hand out trophies to everyone? <laughs> Look, I, I'm not knocking any of the stories. I think the honor is in exactly what you said. Being nominated, selected from your team, and you sort of have today your minute in the sun, if that's what it is, uh, sure. to have your story get a little bit of extra shine. And so... I like that we ultimately end up uh, determining a winner and they get a nice big piece of hardware and a trip to the NHL awards, which this year are in Nashville. Going to be a good time down in Nashville. I'm going to end the show, Frank, with a little note from NHL history buff Mike Camito, who says today, on this day in 2011, the Atlanta Thrashers played their final game in the NHL. And if you want a good follow on Twitter, go follow the at not Thrashers account. They uh, pretend to run it like they're still Thrashers. It's great stuff. Uh, anyway, nothing, that is here wrap. I was going to say, nothing makes me feel older than having regularly covered games of the Atlanta Thrashers. Like, used to go on business trips to Atlanta a few times a year, covered an all-star game there, still have the sweatshirt. Makes me feel super old. Uh, good stuff. A, a nice little reminder of what was only 12 years ago. Feels like a lot longer than that. Uh, that's a wrap on today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live brought to you by Batano. The game starts now with Batano. Keep it locked on Daily Faceoff throughout the day for all your breaking news needs. And we'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern time, to do the show again. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.